You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. You know, the last week we talked about birthing a movement and uh, God has really been pressing me and I know many of you to go past what Pastor Gene said this earlier, uh, past what is comfortable for us. And honestly, it has created a little bit of like nervous excitement because I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I know you've got stuff, but it's almost, almost like a, a little bit of anxiousness because there's so much being poured out. It's like a river of revelation right now being given to us and trying to capture it all and put words on it and write it down. I know uh, you guys have been talking about that too. So I just want to talk a little bit about believe the impossible. And I, I feel like God is pressing us to believe what is so far beyond what we can understand. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a big chunk, you know. I want to read uh, John 16, 12 through 16. We're going to start there. I've got a lot of scripture to read. So get your Bibles out, your Bible apps out. Uh, Noah will have it up front. But this is out of the Passion Translation. So it will be a little bit different. It says there's so much more. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. I'd like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. And that's where we are. God has so much and, and that he wants to pour out on us. And in this scripture, he says, it's more than you can grasp right now. And what we have to understand is we have to make room for the more so that we can grasp what he's trying to show us. And I, I always say that our spirit knows before our mind can comprehend we know that the Holy Spirit lives in us, is, is fused with one, with our spirit. And while the Holy Spirit is revealing all these things to us to prepare us for what is coming. And as it begins to get released, sometimes our mind has a hard time grasping what the spirit is trying to tell us, what he's showing us, what our next steps are. But when the truth giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the father. He will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. 
He will glorify me on the earth. He will receive from me what is mine and reveal to you. Everything that belongs to the, uh, to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. We're in a time where revelation is like um, John 7 that says, out of your bellies will flow a river of living water. That where we are right now. There is such revelation in us that's flowing out of us. And even when Diana, I saw her in the back and I said, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I knew ahead of time who God had shown me. I should have given you a heads up. And she said, no, I, she said, I wasn't nervous at all. I just kind of felt it. And um, she said this phrase while she was praying, uh, the word, not the world. And, and, you know, that's what happens when, when we're, uh, when the anointing is tapped into what comes out of us is that river of revelation that's already been prepared to be released. So uh, that's what I want to talk a little bit today about believe the impossible because we're going into a time of impossible and a while back uh, uh, Karen and I were talking about different things and we were just like, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. And finally we realized that's not crazy. It's, it's either God or it's the demonic. And there's a lot of demonic crazy going out there, but God is superseding and overshadowing all that the enemy is trying to duplicate because we know the enemy is not an originator. He can only duplicate what God is doing. So if God, we went through a whole season, probably 15 years of people getting to know their identity and everything, you know, everything goes in cycles. So everything, even songs were about who we were and who God called us to be and all that type of thing. So we went through a whole time period where it was about re uh, building the identity within the body. But now we're moving out of that time period and we're moving into a time period where we know who we are and we live out of what we know. And that really is where we are right now. So you'll notice that all of the songs that are coming out of worship, which many times they are the forerunners of what God is doing. The songs coming out of worship is about Adonai. It's about Yahweh. It's about who he is. It's about what he does. Our focus has been shifted from it being all about us. And there was a season it was about us because we were a generation that couldn't figure out who we were. And God had to use a season to bring us through healing, to bring us through deliverance and to bring us in a place of identity. And now he's moving us into a place where it is all about him. And I know, you know, we would say that it's always all about him and it is, but there are moves where he makes it about us in order for us to be able to step into what we're supposed to be able to do. So right now we're in a season where it's all about him. It's all about worship. It's all about recognizing and calling his name and listing out his attributes and identifying in our hearts who he is so that when we hit the rough places, when we hit the things that push back against us, what is built in us is the name of Adonai.
the name of God, the Yeshua, the calling out. And that's what that becomes our natural response to what is occurring around us. So that really doesn't have anything to do about what I'm going to talk about. But <laughs> but I do believe it's so important right now. We, we need to understand even worship today, worship Friday night, we are shifting into a different type of worship. And we don't understand it. We haven't been given a definition of it. But a couple of months ago, God started talking about a new song. And, you know, then he started unfolding. This new song is all about him. It's all about the throne room. It's all about declaring his name. It's all, it's all about our eyes focused on Jesus. And so this new song is being birthed. And we've watched it shift from... And, you know, guys, you know this. We've watched it shift from a hill song to a Bethel to a maverick to an elevation. We've watched this shift of, of different themes emerge. And it's helping the body get on board with what God is doing. And you'll see that people are preaching their messages of shift. For the last year, we've been preaching holiness and, and uh, stepping into our position and moving into the assignment that God's given us. So, um, yeah, I'm going to let that go. Uh, we're going to go to Luke uh, 24, verse 3. I think it's so important for us to understand what God is doing. And uh, when we can discern what the Spirit is doing, it helps us to move in with more confidence and really fluidity with God. And the only way to discern that is to be with others, hear others, read the word and let God highlight these things to us. So Luke 24, we're going to start in verse three. And I just want to talk about a couple little things um, really about the revelation that God is doing and about how we have to push against what we know and that and what's a habit and a tradition or our normal. We're pushing against the normal so we can step into the supernatural, into the impossible that God has for us. And I think the hardest thing is to get out of our patterns. It really is to get out of our patterns. It's funny when I was picking the worship. So, and next week we're, we'll have live worship. Uh, Natalie's going to lead us in worship. Uh, you guys will get to know her. But uh, when I was picking out the worship songs today, it's so funny. All the songs that we did last year, everything that would pop up, I'd be like, no, nah, no, nope, that's not going to work. Nope, nope, nope. God has a new song. And it's just different. You know, it's just different. And uh, so uh, Luke 24, starting in verse three. Okay. So Jesus has been crucified, died and buried. And uh, it says in verse three, then they went in and did not find the body. They're looking for Jesus at the uh, tomb, did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee, saying the son of man must be delivered 
into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered the words. So when we even think about that little section of scripture, Jesus had told them ahead of time what was going to occur. But when they went to, to the tomb to look for him, he wasn't there. They could not piece together that Jesus had told them. So when they got there, it astonished them. It surprised them. And then the angelic shows up and says, you know, why are you looking? Remember, he has risen. And then they remembered. So when we're going through these levels of revelation, there are things that God told you 20 years ago that are in your spirit. And you didn't know what they meant. There might have been times where you tried to help bring that revelation to life before it's time. We've all tried that a few times, right? I'm helping God with what he told me because he needs my assistance. But what we realized is there are things that he's told us 20 years ago, five years ago, that maybe even was prophesied over us at a time we never even remembered what was prophesied that is coming out of us. And it is the fulfillment of what he said to us, even though we don't recognize it. And then what do we do with that that we don't recognize? What do we do? You know, they go running to tell the disciples. And what does it say? It says that um, he is risen. Let's see if I can find the, the one little place. Uh, verse, I think it's. Oh, here we go. He goes to, they go to tell them. And in verse I can, 11, it says, and the words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. So even though they had encountered the angels and the angels reminded them that, remember, Jesus has already told you what was about to occur, and this is it. They go back to tell everybody else, and they don't believe them. They seem like idle tales, even though they heard the same thing that Jesus had told them too. So Understand that where God has taken us, not everybody's going to agree with us. Not everybody's even going to be able to believe what God is saying or what God is doing. Not everybody's going to believe the revelation you had or the encounter or the vision you had. Not everybody's going to be able to step in with you. They may have to just journey in the prayer and the uh, uh, outskirts until they get a revelation to join into the center because not everybody is in the same place some people are newer coming in some people have been uh with jesus a long time some people have some people have uh like suzanne was sharing she had this thing that occurred this this the showing up of god in her house and she's like what is this my house is on fire you know, our mind usually goes to what's in the natural first before it hits the spiritual. Then when we do the, the litmus test on the natural and realize it's not the natural, then next thing we go is to the spirit. So, you know, there's such a stretching of us right now. And the stretching causes us to juggle our thoughts in our mind of what's going on. It causes us to, to go back to the word and say, Lord, give me some proof text. Help me figure out how this figures out in the world. 
in the word, because whatever we do, the word will confirm it. God's not moving against his word. And he's not going to have us move out against his word. And it may not be, you know, Luke 24, 92. I'm going to show up as a fire alarm and a blue light in your house. But there are ways that the Holy Spirit will take you through the word in order to confirm what he's shown you. And you will get confirmations from other people. After the message on Sunday, I probably had maybe a half a dozen people come up and say, the Lord gave me this piece and gave me that piece. So you will get confirming words from other people within your body, even out of your body. Um, outside the body, not out of your body. <laughs> uh, Keith sent me a, a prophetic word from Lana Valser, uh the other day that actually confirmed a lot of what I shared on Sunday. So you'll keep hearing the confirmation after confirmation from other prophetic voices from other houses because that's the way God works. He's given all of us pieces to put together to, to move the kingdom forward for what he has in our assignment right now. So let's go on a little bit. I want to talk about uh, in in Luke 24, we're going to go to uh, a little bit further. Let's see if I can find it. Let's go to verse 13. And I just want to talk about how God is opening up our eyes, really revealing our, uh, what the revelation is for our eyes to be able to hold, not only in the natural, but our spiritual eyes to really be able to grasp a hold of. All of us want to expand our spiritual vision, right? All of us want to be able to see in the spiritual realm, to be able to, uh, you know, see what God has for us. So this is the road to Emmaus. The two disciples are, are going down to the road to Emmaus. They encounter Jesus, but they don't recognize it. It says in verse 15, so it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. Have you ever been in a situation where God is moving and you didn't recognize it was God? I know I have for sure. I know I have. And, and then suddenly there is an opening of your eyes, of your senses, of, of your spirit to realize, oh, God is moving me or God is, God is doing this. He's shown up. Friday night when we were here in the very beginning of the service, uh, I did not see an angel, but I felt an angel come brush beside me. And, and the Lord spoke to me about that angel being swift in moving through and breaking off the oppression that was coming against the body. And, um, you know, it just happened that quick. You know, sometimes things happen in a matter of seconds that God is doing. And it takes us hours or sometimes days to even figure it out, Right. So their eyes were restrained from even even recognizing that it was him. And then he goes on to uh, ask them what's going on. And they're like, are you the only one that hasn't heard? Um, And then verse 31, you know, he opens up the scriptures to them. And it says that um, when he broke the bread, verse 31 says, then their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. And God is opening up our eyes to be able to know the move of what he's doing in this hour. Pastor Jean gave that word uh, right after um, worship. And that really is what is happening. There's just such a, a prophetic revelation right now. There is uh, uh, just an evangelic uh, 
evangelistic revelation right now. There are things that God is calling us to do. And like I talked about last week, that's going to, it's going to be a sacrifice. We're going to have to sacrifice time. We're going to have to sacrifice things that we used to do that we don't do anymore. It is a calling of sacrifice right now, but the sacrifice that we're giving is really a, a, a deposit into the fulfillment that God is bringing to us in this season. Yes, amen. <laughs> you know, it's funny, um, you know, as we talk about all this and we, you know, hear everybody's testimonies and that type of thing, um, I feel like that we can't really even grasp all that's got us doing. If we sat down, let's just say we all came together and we said, okay, we've got two days that we're just going to lock ourselves in. We're going to do a lock-in like the old timey teenagers used to do. How many slept on the floor in a lock-in? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not this week, but, uh, but you know, if we just spent two days and tried to share for the last two months or six months, what God has done, there would not be a t enough time to get it all in because what happens as one person shares, it sparks something else. Oh, yeah, I remember when God did this for me. And I remember when God did that for me. And, and I think the power of sharing is so important right now because it not only encourages, but it also causes us to remember. And that's a big part of what we're doing is as we remember, it opens us up to believe in the impossible that God has for us. So I'm excited. I really am. I, I feel like uh, there's so much going on. We're going to go to Matthew 17 for a minute because the, the next thing I want to talk about is this mountain, this holy mountain of revelation. And this is about the uh, transformation. And I know we've all read it probably a million times, but let me just read this little scripture and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John, his brother, and led them upon a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, let us make here, three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. That usually is our first response. Let me go out and do something. You're giving me this great level revelation. Let me build something. Let me, let me create a ministry. Let me uh, do something. And it's God has taken us to this high mountain of revelation, this holy mountain where he is unfolding things. And like I said, that, and Jean said it earlier, that we have no comprehension of. And it's going to cause us to be a little bit reactive, you know, have that knee jerk reaction. Let, let me uh, call the fire department because my house is on fire, you know, and then, and then God's like, just, just give me a minute. <laughs> let me break it down for you. But it's exciting because we know, first of all, that there's a harvest happening on the earth. There's no doubt. You can look around and say, oh, well, this person, and I've been praying for this person. They haven't said yes, but God is harvesting hearts. And he is harvesting 
uh, in a lot of different ways. You know, we used to have those little slips of paper that were five easy steps to believe in Jesus. And as long as I can read these to you, I know you're going to get saved. And you know what? There was a season where that was true. You could sit down and see, you know, take your five little steps. And uh, we had the little, do y'all remember the wristbands that were the colors? You know, the, the, the red, the green, the black, all that kind of stuff. There was a season where that actually was anointed. It had the oil of the Holy Spirit on it. You pulled out your piece of paper and they're like, I'm in. You barely got it out of your mouth. I mean, there was a season where God really anointed that type of evangelism. And I believe that God is moving us into a new type of evangelism. And that type of evangelism is the power of God on you is drawing people in to want to know who he is. And they're not even asking who he is. They're trying to figure out who you are and why you are being a light to them. And as they begin to engage with you, their heart has already been open to receive Christ. So it's much different. You know, it's, you know, we can still have our bracelets and we can still have our, our piece of paper. But I'm telling you what, you're such a, a fire uh, stick for God right now that it just takes you being there and saying hello back. Which for some of us, that's easier. For some of us, that's harder. But God has already prepared their heart to receive what you have for them. And that's the way that the harvest is happening right now. And yes, there are meetings that are coming together and people that are, are going to uh, different things and getting saved there. But there is such a, a domino effect in our individual lives. They're creating a hunger and a desire for God because they see how we operate and they are drawn to the presence of God in us so that we can help them encounter the living God that has called them. And that's where we're seeing the harvest. And uh, I know Pastor Jean and Cameron talk about these new movies that are coming out that are really Hollywood movies. Uh, what was the one? Coach Kennedy? Is that the name of it? That are Hollywood movies that are all about someone being sacrificially devoted to God, unwavering in their um, faith and their commitment to him so that regardless of what uh, opposition they faced, they were standing and being that light, that torch for God. And I believe that's all of us. We may not have a movie written about us, but we might. You never know. <laughs> Some of us. But, but it really is. That is how the harvest. People are seeing these movies. I watched the uh, movie Devotion the other day. Have any of you seen that? Great movie. You know, it just, when you see just the wonder of God through, through uh, venues that don't normally embrace God, we know that God is moving. We know that God is moving in the, uh, the theater mountain, the movies, the, the all kinds of that type of thing. We talked a little bit about it last week, but that's what God is doing. He's giving us such revelation that it is creating 
that we can't help but to believe in the impossible that God's about to do in our family, in our next door neighbor, in our businesses, in our finances. We can't help but believe. Because what is impossible to us is only possible through God. And we've seen the impossibility just, just manifested over and over and over again. And we're going to have, I believe, more uh, reports of people having visual encounters in one way or the other with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there was a, there was a time probably about uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago where in the Middle East, that was the huge report is that they were having these, these encounters with Jesus. And when the missionaries and one of them specifically was a medical unit that would go to the different areas, they had a tent up and uh, the women would come in in their burkers and they were able to see them alone and they would ask for Bibles because they would share about Jesus and they knew that that medical place was a place where they could get information about Jesus. And, and so for me, that was a, a seed in what God is doing. It has multiplied. It is growing. And we will see, hear more reports about people having these type of revelations of Jesus Christ, of angelic visits. You know, now, it, it, you know, we think it's few and far between. But what it is, is people don't have an interpretation of what has happened to them. And they're looking for someone who can interpret the encounter that they've had. And we've got to be open to not the, the perfect, but the ability to guide them through the path of what they've seen in a way that aligns with the scripture, what the word says. Amen. Second uh, Peter 1, 17. Funny, I can hear the Lord saying, uh, there's a missing piece here. So, Lord, what is the missing piece? Hmm. 117. It says, For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And we heard this voice when, which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so that we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as the light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophetic, no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. We are speaking as we are moved by the Holy Spirit. We are declaring as God declares to us. We're releasing what God has put in us. I'm telling you right now, there is a shaking. I think one of those songs we sang about shaking. There is a shaking coming. And, uh, you know, we can talk about earthquakes and all that, but that's not what I feel like is shaking. I feel like he's shaking us into a place where there is such a willingness for us to risk it all at our jobs, at our neighbor, wherever it is, 
we're willing to risk it all in order to release the presence and the revelation that God has for us. And um, I know that for some, you know, they may not face work influences, but I know for some of us, they do. They face that work influence where there is pressure not to be who you are. I saw this little video the other day and it says, uh, in the time where we're using pronouns, he, she, it, they, you know, all that. She says, I'm asking you to use an adjective on me. Wonderful, beautiful, excellent, called, adorned. You know, we, we've got to shift the conversation. The narrative that has been given needs to be shifted by the voice of the people of God crying out what he is telling us. We are the ones who are going to shift the narrative. We are the ones who are going to shift the narrative. Whew. Okay, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for revelation of our eyes to be open. And I want to pray for the impossible to become our natural. Okay, so if you guys stand. And I'm going to pray for that shifting of the narrative. Shifting of the narrative. We're being fed a narrative that is not in alignment with the word of God. So God, I just thank you that there is such a holy fire that you've burned in us. And even as that scripture said, we, we lay ourselves before you and just let you kindle the fire within us. And God, we want our eyes to be open. So we just, I just impart that revelation, our eyes to be open to see that we're able to not only see, but discern and clearly know what you're calling us to do. And Lord, I just want to uh, agree with your word that we are to shift the narrative. That the narrative that is being spoken right now, uh, we just cancel it. Whatever doesn't align with your word, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Whatever uh, creates fear, we just release the opposite, boldness. God, let us be the voice that becomes the narrative for people to repeat. Let us be that soundbite, word over world. Let us go viral in what you're saying to us. Let people hear the sound. And it come as a shift from their hearts out of their mouth. And Lord, I'm praying for a waking up of uh, thoughts instead of agreeing with everything that's heard and believing that it's true. Lord, I'm asking for a, an awakening over our minds where that we will use what you have given us to discern and process through the spirit and, and that this um, non-thinking conformity will be broken over our nation, Lord. Yeah, it's just conformity. This independent, uh, this was the other word the Lord gave me. It's where everyone's truth is their own truth and they cannot be swayed. So, Lord, we just break that rebellion in the name of Jesus. It's rebellion that they can't receive anything from anyone else. 
I even had someone say to me, that's your truth. Lord, we're, we're just declaring the truth of the word is released over their hearts and their minds will submit to their spirit. So God, we just thank you that you're going to break this conformity in Jesus name. You're going to break this parroting that we just parrot everything we hear, whether it's right or not. God, we just break that now in the name of Jesus. And we just release the truth that we will carry the narrative that you give us, that we will release the power of your word in both the manifest power and, and just being able to bring clarity to people who are confused, Lord. So God, just thank you that the harvest is filled of people hungry to know you. And just bring them our way, Lord. Bring them our way in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.